when I cannot see, when I can't take another step, Lord, will you carry me? And when I've lost my fight, will you be my strength? Will you set me a table in the presence of my enemies? I shall not walk. I shall not walk. Oh, my soul's got a shepherd in the valley, and I shall not walk. I shall not walk. I shall not walk. Cause my cup's running over, running over. I shall not walk, and I will lift my eyes to where my help comes from, and I won't be afraid of the shadow, cause I've seen the sun, no I will not stop, when the way gets hard, cause the green only grows in the valley, and that's where you I shall not walk. No, no, I shall not walk. Hey, oh, my soul's got a shepherd in the valley, and I shall not. 
when this life is over, I'm gonna live again. Gonna trade this cross for a crown. No, this is not the end. And when you call my name, I will take my right. There's a mansion in glory, and you're gonna meet me there. Praise the Lord, church. Praise the Lord, church. Hallelujah. Anybody happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Amen, amen, amen. amen. The people in the congregation, people tuning in online, we welcome you to Christ Center Church. Worship and praise the Lord with us. You can stand to your feet as we usher in the presence of the Lord.
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord, this morning. Hallelujah. We glorify your name this morning, Lord. Your name is great and greatly to be praised. Father, in the name of Jesus, we love you, Lord God. We trust you this morning with all our hearts and with all our minds. Oh, God, as we come before your presence this morning, oh, God, we give you all the glory and all the honor this morning. Lord God, we ask you, Lord God, that you will bless the remaining portion of this service. Oh, God, bless us individually and collectively, Lord God. Let there be a mighty move of your spirit, move upon us. Oh, God, from the pulpit to the pew, Lord God. Oh, God, I pray your anointing upon the man of God this morning. Oh, God, you have blessed the woman of God this morning. And we ask the anointing to bless us and keep us, oh, God. We ask you, Lord God, that your hands will be upon us. That when we leave this place this morning, we can say it was surely good for us to be here. Have your way, Lord God. Let your will be done. Not my will, but thy will be done. As we continue to praise you in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And come on, church, let's just give the Lord another round of applause.
we bless your name, Lord, this morning. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you glory and honor this morning. Come on, church. Let's just take a few more seconds and just worship the Lord in this place. This morning, you're worthy to be praised, oh God. You're worthy to be praised. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Come on, let's just give the Lord a round of applause this morning. Oh, hallelujah. Let's just give him a round of applause this morning. He's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Oh, hey. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, have your way in this place this morning, oh God. Oh, hallelujah. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord. Oh, have your way in this place, Lord God. Oh, we give you glory and honor. All the honor this morning, oh God. Oh, you are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be praised this morning. You are worthy to be praised this morning. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, we worship you, Lord God. We give you glory. We give you all the honor this morning in this place. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. And can we praise the Lord, everybody? Come on, let's praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. Let's praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. Let's call him by his name this morning, everybody. Come on, let's call him by his name this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. He's worthy to be praised. The Lord bless you. Amen. You may be seated if you can. Amen. For a few minutes, praise the name of the Lord. Amen. We welcome everyone this morning in the house of God. We greet you all in the mighty name of Jesus. So glad to have everyone here to praise and to magnify the Lord with us. Our online congregation, we welcome you. We greet you all this morning. And I pray that wherever you are worshiping the Lord, you can just feel free and feel the presence of God wherever you are. You know, there is something about ministry. It could be either by the preaching of the word or by the songs that have been sung. That when the Lord is ministering to you, you know, the Lord has a unique way in which he can minister us in our special way. You know, I was uh, listening to Sister Weber this morning and uh, her topic was uh, divine, divine don't. And when you have a divine connection with God... Remember, the Bible said God is a spirit. And they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. So if you have a divine connection with God, you can't go wrong. Amen. So we're encouraging you to continue to stay connected with the Lord. Brother and Sister Weber, we're honored to have you in our midst this morning. Bishop, we love you. We give honor to where honor is due. Amen. We, you know, you're family. You're part of us. <laughs> you know, you're on the other side of the coast, but, you know, you're here with us. And whenever you're in our, in our district or, you know, in our church, it's always been a blessing just to have you all with us. Our, you know, congregation, we greet everyone this morning. So glad to see everyone that came out to praise and to magnify the Lord with us. Truly, God is doing something this hour. 
And I want you to just, you know, put your belt, your seat belt on if you have to. Amen. God is doing something. You know, you know when, when you're in the airplane and the pilot put the announcement, you see, he may say, uh, you know, the, 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 the uh, seat belt sign is up. So, you know, it's going to be time for the plane to take off. So you, you, you try to, to keep your seatbelt buttoned while you're in the plane because, you know, there are times you may have a smooth ride and there are other times you may not have such a smooth ride. You know, there are times when in the presence of God, there may be a smooth flow and there are other times God just disrupts things. Amen. So we want you to stay connected with God because you never know what God is going to do. Amen. You never know what God is going to do. Amen. Praise God. You know, as you can see, you know, we're, we're in the process of uh, getting our building. You know, we have to because of the pandemic. Uh, and even if we didn't have the pandemic, you know, we still would have to have a building. You know, the, the pandemic changed the way of our thinking. And, um, but, you know, even though we had other things in mind that, you know, we're just here temporary. Later, you know, we have to get a building. Um, but because of the pandemic, we have to transition to two services. We have a 9 a.m. and our 10.30 services. And, you know, for our online congregation that tune in us, you know, this morning, you get a little bonus this morning. Because for those of you that were privileged to see the 9 a.m. service, it was streaming this morning. So you get a little bonus. Normally, we only stream the 10.30 service. So you get a little bonus this morning. Amen. But everything changes. Amen. God has a way in which he blesses people. Amen. You know, when, when, when you're blessed and you're highly, uh, when, when, you're, when you're blessed and you're highly favor of the Lord, you know, God will continue to put his hand and send blessing your way. You know, God is so good. Um, I don't, I don't want to get into it, but God is so good. I, I love the Lord with all my heart. I love him with all my mind. And I make up in my mind. That I'm going to serve God. I'm not going to let nothing hinder me or stop me from serving the Lord the way He wants me to serve Him. Amen. I know this world is not my home. I know one of these days I'm going to be raptured out of here. Amen. So I'm going to take the advantage. I'm going to take the privilege while I have the chance to praise God. I'm going to praise Him with everything that I have. Because tomorrow is not promised. I may not be here tomorrow. But I'm going to praise Him today while I still have the strength and while He's still blessing me. Amen. Amen. Some of you may not understand, but I pray and hope that you will get the message of what I'm saying. Amen. Everybody say it's offering time. One more time. It's offering time. Amen. Remember, we're trying to raise $1.7 million for a billion project. God is opening up doors for us. And, uh, you know, if you know anyone that want to be a blessing to us, amen, you know, feel free to be a blessing. Feel free if you want to write that $1.7 million. We can make sure you're at the settlement tables with your name and the deed. So you'll be privileged. Amen. Amen. So God is awesome. Amen. We're going to invite you to stand with us at this time. If you can, remember, if you're giving electronically online, or uh, those that are here, or online congregation, you can go to www.myccc.faith if you're giving. Uh, and then the other one is PayPal. If you're giving PayPal, it's at Christ Center Church. And if you're giving that cash app, it's the dollar sign CCCC 2711. Three C's. Uh, did I say four? Three CCC 2711. Amen. Amen. And we have ushers uh, separated. If you paint electronically and you're here and you want to be a blessing, you can see Sister Patrice. 
over by our uh, uh, little media booth section over there. Amen. Jordan is there as a helper, backup helper there. Amen. So just bow your heads with us as we pray. Father God, we love you. We thank you for your presence that we feel in this place, oh God. As we pray, Lord God, as we're about to receive this morning's offering, we ask you, Lord God, that you'll bless everyone, every givers, those who have to give, those who have not likewise. Make a way so they too can be a blessing in this house, oh God. We love you. We give you all the glory and all the honor. And we thank you, Lord God, for your, what you've already done in this place. And as we continue to praise you and worship in our giving we ask your will to be done not my will but thy will be done as we commend the service continually in your hand in the mighty name of jesus and everybody said amen everybody said amen amen bring your tithes and offering unto the lord amen
worthy to be praised. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. My God, my God, my God. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Oh, he's so good. He's so wonderful. He's so kind. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I love it. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Somebody say God is in control. Yes, he is. You can think all you want that the elements or people or the devil, but I'm here to tell you this morning, God is in control no matter what the circumstance, no matter what the situation, God is in control. He gets the last word. He gets final say. He gets the first say, and he gets the last say. He gets the say in the middle, whatever he wants, because he's in control. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord one more hand clap of praise. Thank you, Josiah. He was into it. God wanted to show us something this morning. He wasn't just playing for entertainment. He was playing because he was playing unto the Lord. And when the music stopped, it didn't move him a bit. He was all in because God is in control. And we've got some young people that said, I want to do the things uh, that God has called me to do. And he was locked in. Thank you, Jesus. And thank you, Josiah, for being so attentive to the spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. Man, it's just, uh, I feel what I like and I like what I feel. What can I tell you? Amen. It's good to see everybody in the house of the Lord this morning. We had a tremendous service this morning. Uh, Sister Weber just ministered in the spirit of the Lord, just had his way. And we're looking forward to what he's going to do through Brother Weber and what he's going to do in this house. Amen. Good to see Dennis. Amen. Messing with Dennis. Amen. Dennis, you came through the wrong door today. You know why you came through the wrong door? I'm not even going to touch it. But I'm so glad to see you. Dennis told me he's a man of his word. He told me he was coming to church. And so I'm glad you're here, Dennis. I'm so glad to see you. You brought the kids, everybody. So, Dennis, you're the man. Amen. Appreciate you being here this morning. And just so good to see all of you that came. We have some guests with us this morning. And we want to greet you in the name of Jesus. Delroy. Delroy Thomas, if you can just raise your hand. Delroy. Nice to have you, Delroy. Amen. Delroy's coming all the way down from Brooklyn. Brooklyn's in the house. Amen. Delroy, we greet you in Jesus' name. We're so glad that you came to be with us this morning, and we want you to know if there's anything at all we can do to help you in your walk with Christ, please don't hesitate to ask. We're here for you, and we welcome you to Christ Center Church. Pauline, Pauline, right next to Delroy. Pauline, nice to have you. Also from Brooklyn. Amen, Pauline, nice to have you, and we want you to know that we're glad you're here, and whatever we can do today to help you and any other time, whatever your endeavor is in Christ, we want to help you in every way that we can, and we welcome you also to Christ-centered church, amen. Nina, 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 nice to have you. 
my old stomping grounds, West State Street in Trenton. Nice to have you, Nina. We welcome you to Christ Center Church. God bless you. Amen. We're here for you, whatever you need. Hallelujah. And Rodney, Rodney Vine, Rodney, nice to have you all the way down in Burlington. Well, that's not all the way down in Burlington because we got a lot of people in the church that's from Burlington. So it doesn't, you know. But Rodney's nice to have you. Appreciate your time out to be with us this morning. Guess what, Brother Josiah? I see now, Josiah. I see now. You wanted him to see you full of the Holy Ghost. Come on. Rodney, he's full of the, you see how you played this morning, Rodney? He's full of the Holy Ghost. Rodney, if you got any talent that Jesus can use, which I'm sure you do, you see how he used them? Oh, Rodney, they're over there showing me this. So guess what I got to tell you? I need you to keep coming. Keep coming. And we're going to work together. And before you know it, we can't play drums here. But we're in the process of getting a building. Right? Where's my son Jordan? <laughs> my son Jordan in the back. He probably, Rodney, he might be looking at you side-eyed. You know why? Because he's learning how to play the drums. <laughs> so, so, so you'll share with him, right? All right, so you'll share. But just keep coming. We'll work together and get you in a place where you can play some drums for us. Not for us, but for the, oh, you took a seat next to Rodney. You got to let him know who you are. Huh? Maybe we got to get Rodney to the house to, you know, show you if he can play better than you. You scared? Don't bring Rodney to the house. Uh, <laughs> Rodney, we welcome you to Christ Center Church. Whatever we can do, my friend, we're here for you, and we want to help you in your walk with Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. We have a couple of announcements. Don't forget, we have T-shirts on sale. It's um, we we don't have any T-shirts. We have any um T-shirts? Um, any signs on here that we can show? No. All right. We modeled them last week. We had live models last week modeling the T-shirts. Mannequins, yeah, mannequins, model mannequins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we had the T-shirts on display last week. We had black ones and white ones, and we might enter into, you know, you never know what we'll go into. But we want you to purchase one. I believe they're twenty-five dollars per. But just know that when you buy one, you're contributing to our building fund. As you know, we're trying to raise one point seven million dollars because we need our building most desperately. And um, um, I'm going to make sure, Brother Weber, let me say it so you don't forget. Um, when, when we're done here today, I'm going to ask you today, because you can't help yourself anymore. Sister, Sister Weber can't help it. So you've already scouted the place, and you will tell us what we need to do in order to improve. So when we get to the building, we'll be ready to handle that. So I will, I will ask you that today at lunch. So don't, don't forget, remind me to ask him that. He's a guru. In case you all don't know, he's a church growth guru, and so he knows what it requires for a church to continue to grow and do the work of the Lord. And so that's why they're here. They did a conference for us, um, for our church growth, for our district, and they were just kind enough to preach for us this morning. Sister Weber just did her thing, and the Lord used her, and so we're looking forward to Brother Weber. But purchase your T-shirts, $25. Okay, the last day you can order your T-shirt is next Sunday, July the 4th. See Sister Patrice. Uh, picnic donations. Remember, every year when we do our picnic, we give you an opportunity to, um, you know, some of you may like to bake or make something fancy or, you know, a side dish, whatever the case may be. Whatever you would like to bring for us to sample, please see Sister Aisha and Sister Sylvia, and they will, um, you know, 
get your name down for what you would like to bring, whether it's drinks or something that you want to make or something you even want to buy, or if you want to donate some money towards the picnic for July 31st. That's our picnic, July 31st, Saturday from 12 noon till who knows, and we will see you there. But uh, let them know, and obviously we'll have some other great chick, um, things, some jerk chicken. Sister, Sister Heidi, why you heard that? You know, you, you locked in. Hey, you just waiting to hear that we're going to have jerk chicken, huh? This is what I'm going to tell them. If they don't come early, they won't get any jerk because I'm not making a whole lot of jerk. I'm not, I'm not making a whole lot of jerk. You don't get there early, no jerk for you. You come at 2 o'clock and say, where's the jerk? We're going to look at you like you're late, buddy. buddy. <laughs> so so um, let us know what you can bring. See, Sister Sylvia, Sylvia and Sister Aisha. Um, our prayer breakfast next Saturday morning, every first Saturday of the month, 8 a.m., we will be here praying, and after prayer breakfast, we will do some teaching. And finally, don't forget, after service today, you have beef patties. Beef patties. Dennis, make sure you have a lot of money. The kids are going to want beef patties, as you know. I don't know if they told you beef patties are back, but hopefully you can... Well, if you can't, just come see me. I'll give you a couple dollars if you can't handle it, Dennis, because I know you have the, the team with you this morning. Y'all ready for the preaching? Uh, you don't sound like you're ready. <laughs> Are we ready for the preaching of the word of God? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I want you to stand with me this morning. Amen. I am going to bring to you a man of God that I really love and appreciate. He's a wonderful servant of the Lord. He is the Bishop of the Pentecostals of Lafayette. He is the General Superintendent of the Louisiana District. And he is an awesome preacher, wonderful man of God. And we want him to come this morning and minister the Word of God. Bishop! Superintendent Daryl Weber. You got his mic? <laughs> I think we ought to give the Lord a hand before we do anything else. He's worthy. He's mighty. We're so thankful for his presence. And God bless you. Grab your Bibles while you're standing. We're going to the word of the Lord. And while you're looking for Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8, we're going down to verse 41, and while you're looking and searching, uh, you shouldn't have to search too long. If you've been in church any time, you know where the book of Luke is. If you don't know where the book of Luke is, you hadn't been in church in a long time. Amen. It's good to have you here today. Luke chapter 8, we give honor to your wonderful pastors, uh, brother and sister Wyatt. We're so thankful for them and uh, their family. We're, and I say pastors because it's not pa one person that does pastoring in that family. It's a team effort. Amen. And if you don't believe that, just remove one of them and see how good the other one does. Praise God. And uh, I know it's a team effort. And I'm thankful that when I was here several years ago, uh, the place was full with one service. Now you're full in both services. Thank God the church is growing. And I'm thankful for the wonderful uh, vision that you have for the new building, 1.7 million. Man, you're shooting too low. Our God is bigger than that. Amen. If if vision doesn't scare you, it's not from God. If you can do it, 
then uh, then God will let you do it. But if you can't do it, then you can depend on Him, and God will perform the miraculous. I can't wait to be in the new building. It's going to be exciting. So you have to invite me back. Amen. We love your, your pastors, and we love all of the wonderful saints of the Most High God that are part of Christ Center Church and the wonderful praise team. My goodness, media, greeters, food preparers, beef patty cookers, everybody. Ushers, you've done such a wonderful job. I'm sorry, I apologize, I came in the wrong door today, but uh, hopefully I can exit in the correct way. But I'd, I'd, ready or not, here we come. You're ready for the word of the Lord? We're so honored and blessed to be able to break the bread of life with you today, and I know God is going to speak to us because the Bible says His word does not go forth void. If you speak the Word of God, you speak truth, that Word is alive. It's fixing to speak to us today. Luke chapter 8 and verse 41. And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue, and he fell down at Jesus' feet and besought him that he would come into his house. For he had one only daughter, about 12 years of age, and she lay dying. But as he went The people thronged him, and a woman having an issue of blood twelve years, which had spent all of her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her issue of blood staunched, or it was healed. It went away. And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, The multitude thronged thee, and pressed thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And Jesus said, Somebody hath touched me, for I perceive virtue is gone out of me. Today I want to preach on this subject, and I believe God is going to use the faith that is present in this room. Whether it be little faith or great faith, I believe faith is present in this room. And God is going to use your faith to speak things into your life that only can come from God. We, God does not waste a church service. By the way, if you're a guest here, this is not just tradition to us. It's not just preliminary. But we get in this place, and the Bible said, where my people are called by my name, where two or three will gather together. He said, I'll be in the midst of you. And whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. Well, you're standing in a miraculous atmosphere this morning, and God is about to speak His Word, and you're going to feel things and experience the presence of God in such a powerful way. You're going to want to ask of Him, and God is going to supply today in the name of Jesus. Lord, by the power of Your name, we pray, let Your presence fill this house. Let Your glory fill our lives. Lord, and with our faith right now, excel and grow and let us bring great expectation for what you're going to do in this place. There are many needs among us. There are people that need healing in their body, healing in their soul, healing in their mind, healing in their emotions, circumstances that they're facing. They need your divine, miraculous work in their lives. And we're praying right now that your word would bring it forth. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Somebody said amen. I want to preach on this subject. Don't stop believing. Don't 
stop believing. You may be seated in the beautiful presence of the Lord. In our text, this man named Jairus, he is a ruler of the synagogue. He's part of the higher, upper social status of Israel. They were people who did not believe that anything other than the five books of Moses, the first five books of the Bible, they didn't believe anything else was the Word of God. They didn't believe in the resurrection of the dead, nor did they believe in the existence of angels. Now, it was this type of man, Jairus, who was a ruler of the synagogue, and he had a daughter who the Bible says was at death's door. And after hearing of the miracles performed by Jesus, he came to realize that Jesus was the only one that could help him in his life. And you and I may come to places where we can get a doctor to help, we can get a counselor to help, we get a parent or a family member or a good friend to help. But we're also going to get to places where there will be no other help available unless you go to God. And that's where Jairus was. So he began to make his way to Jesus. The Bible tells us that there was a great press, a crowd thronging and pushing uh, to the Lord and trying to get to the Lord. But somehow Jairus finds his way to the Lord. There's so much good preaching in this story. I, I can stop and say, I don't care how tough it looks like to get to Jesus. He'll always make a way for you to get to him if you really want to get to him. Amen. You can have a million excuses, but one of them cannot be that I could not get to the Lord. He'll always make a way. Amen. He did not come as just one religious leader to another. But the Bible said this man, this man who was the ruler of the synagogue, this man who was held in high esteem, this man who was looked up to by many, when he came to Jesus in his pain and in his sorrow, the Bible says that he fell down at the feet of Jesus. That, then it tells us that he didn't just ask Jesus but the Bible uses this word. He besought Jesus. This is beyond the request mode. This is into the pleading and the begging mode. This is into the mode where he was absolutely desperate for Jesus to come to his house. And he begins to tell Jesus, I have one daughter. I just have one daughter and she is at the point of death. And he was not exaggerating because from our text we know that she did indeed die while he besought Jesus. And so he beseeches Jesus on his knees. He begs him. He pleads with him to come home with him. He says he has one daughter and she's about to die. And Jesus gives him the best news he's heard all day. Jesus says, I'll come home with you. Amen. Then Jairus arises with this great excitement and this new news that he receives from the Lord. And, and with much hope, he quickly begins to lead the Lord toward his home. And uh, all of a sudden, the Bible says that where they are faced with a great problem. There is now a throng of people surrounding Jesus. 
When you look at that word throng in the Greek, it means to be drowned with people. It's an ocean of people. People have come, thousands of people, to see Jesus. And Jairus and Jesus are in the very middle of this ocean of people. And here's Jairus. I can see him pulling Jesus by the hand through this crowd and reminding Jesus, we're going to my house and and I, I need you there soon. Don't don't get distracted by all these people, Jesus. I, I've got to have you come home with me because my daughter, she she's not well and and uh and, and and this mob of people is just pushing and shoving and, and they're trying to make it through all of these people and we can only imagine the thoughts that are going through Jairus' mind is Every step, there's another contact with somebody else, somebody screaming their needs, somebody wanting something in their life. And he knew that these people had real needs and they were facing real situations and all of them were worthy of the attention of Jesus. But people, don't you understand my issue isn't a small issue. You might just need a little money or you might just need a little circumstance worked out. But I've got a daughter at home. My daughter is going to die if Jesus doesn't come home with me. And he's inching his way closer and closer toward the direction of his house. And somehow he's moving forward, but ever so slightly, when all of a sudden he loses the grip of the hand of Jesus And he turns around and Jesus has stopped. And he's not just stopped, but he's turned his back on Jairus. Have you ever felt like God has turned his back on you? Have you ever felt like you've been going through something and you have prayed your prayers and you've done what you ought to do and But it wasn't enough. It seemed like God was uninterested and God was not intent and focused on what you wanted. And it even felt like he turned his back on you. He turns around and sees Jesus. He stopped and he's asking what appears to be one of the strangest questions. Because Jesus says, who touched me? Can you imagine being in an ocean of people? And not being touched by hundreds, if not thousands of people. And even Simon Peter picks up on this strange question. Lord, who hasn't touched you? What do you mean who touched you? You're engulfed with people. You're enthronged with people. Lord, we're in the middle of an ocean of people. It would be impossible, Lord, for Thousands of people not to touch you, and yet you say, who touched you? And Jesus says, no, no, no. I'm not talking about the casual touch of the crowd. I'm I'm talking about somebody just got down to business and touched me. I'm talking about when thy virtue, healing power, left my body and went to somebody. That's the person I'm looking for. Somebody touched me. Let me stop right here and say it's one thing to touch him like the crowd. But it's something totally different to really touch the Lord. It's one thing to clap your hands like everybody else. 
But oh, it's something different to really clap your hands and give God honor and glory and praise. It's one thing to really just praise God like everybody around you. But it's something totally different when you get in a zone and you say, God, there's none like you. And you forget everybody around you. You forget what's going on in your life. You forget what's waiting on you at home. And you just put God first and you begin to focus on Him. And you praise God because of who He is and how wonderful He is and how great He is and how mighty he is praise God and so Jesus let us know that not everything that's called touching him is really touching him he said I'll let you know when somebody has touched me because it's when virtue leaves me the word virtue in the Greek is dunamis it means miraculous power Jesus said you'll know When someone really touches me, because out of me will flow miraculous power. Now you see why we are so intent when we come to church. Why we're so set on worship and praise. And people walk into a setting like this and they think, these people are nuts. Why would they? That's what we do when we go to a football game. Why would they do that in here to an entity we can't even see? Let me tell you why. Because this entity we can't see, we can feel and we can experience. And if we will praise Him and worship Him, there is a miracle working power that begins to flow through our lives. You look at us now. We look good. We have a nice tie and a nice haircut. We have some clean shoes. You should have seen us before we worship. You should have seen us before God found us. Amen. Some of us I wish I could get a witness from some that were hooked on drugs, some that were alcoholics, some, amen, that were heading down real fast and going nowhere in their life. But when God stepped in and we touched him, virtue, miraculous power flowed from him and touched our lives and changed us forever. We are not the same. Amen. If you think this is just a building anointing, if you think this is just a church touch, you don't know us very well. We could be sitting at a red light in our car, and all of a sudden the Holy Ghost move in that car. And the next car is beaten. Boom, 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 boom. But in our car, we're going, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the day. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for healing my body. Thank you for healing my emotions. Thank you, Jesus, for filling me with the Holy Ghost. There's nobody like Jesus. I wish somebody would shout amen. Praise God. Praise God. And the woman with this blood disease who touched Jesus is immediately healed. And she rejoices. And the people watch in amazement. And they recognize this woman. We know her. She's been outside the city for years. She has a disease. She's been proclaimed unclean. She can't even go in the city. She can't live in her home or with her family. Because as long as she's unclean. But now, now 
we see her standing. She couldn't even stand before. She was so weak. This disease over many years has withered her body away. What is she? How is she standing? How did she get through this crowd? And Jesus looks at her. And he says some powerful words. He says, this woman touched me. And when she touched him, there was so much power in him that he did not even have to speak a word. You see the importance of seeking him. The importance of seeking God is so paramount in this place. You know, a lot of people, they wait for God to walk up and zap them. They wait for God to shake them. He can. They wait for God to wake them up. He can. But oh, for those that will seek Him. He's, the Old Testament writer said, seek Him while He may be found. There is a power in seeking. There is a, a great depth of anointing when you begin to seek the Lord. And with this lady is healed and they can recognize it. Can you imagine what the crowd began to do then? They began to try to push their way to him. Everybody now was trying to touch his garment. They were screaming. They were yelling. They were, it was just a mob. It was, just, it was going crazy. And now, Jairus, Jairus who has stood there for a few moments, just, just happened over a couple of minutes, he's watching his hope diminish. I'll never get Jesus to my house now. My daughter is going to die if I can't get him to my house. But now all these people are keeping me from my miracle. And about the time he pulls, uh, or about the time that he is nearly going to give up on Jesus, there is a tug on his coat. And Jairus turns around and it's, one of the servants from his home. And he is sad in his face. And this servant says, Master, don't, don't trouble Jesus any farther. He said, let Jesus minister to these people. Let him help them with their needs. Because, because your daughter, I hate to tell you this, but your daughter has just died. So now it's too late. Leave the master to minister. And again, you can only imagine the despair that Jairus felt. But Jesus recognizes the deflating news. And even though he has his back to Jairus, he knows everything. And he moves over to Jairus in the most critical part of the miracle. And he says these words to Jairus, don't stop believing. Jairus, whatever you do, I know it looks like it's finished. I know it looks like I'm late. I know it looks like now it cannot happen. I know it looks like the bad news has given you the finality of my answer. But whatever you do, don't. Stop believing. There's only one thing I'm requiring of you, Jairus. Not to answer all of the unknown questions. 
I'm not asking you to figure it all out. I'm not asking you to not have emotions and not feel the pain and the hurt because you're made a man and you have flesh and you're going to feel those things. But Jairus, whatever you do right now, this is the most critical point of this miracle. Do not stop believing. Jairus, I'm still going to your house. Jairus, I'm still going to go home with you. Don't give up on me. Don't ever think that it's over. Don't stop believing now. And I need to tell somebody right now, don't stop believing. Whatever you do, don't let go of your faith. Don't stop believing. I don't care how long it takes. I don't care how hopeless it seems. Whatever you do, brother, whatever you do, sister, whatever you do, ladies and gentlemen, do not stop believing. Don't give up on God. Praise God. My, I believe God's speaking to us in this room right now. Don't stop believing. Don't give up on God. Some of you have held on to some things, and it seems like you have prayed and prayed, and it hasn't happened. Seems like you've trusted God. Seems like some of you might be in this room today, and you gave up on God. But God's message to you right now is you're in the most critical part of this miracle. And whatever you do, don't stop believing. Would you say that with me? Don't stop believing. Praise God. And so between the time that Jesus says, I'll go to your house, and the time where he actually entered the door, and the time where he actually laid his hand on that little girl's head, and the time that he actually sat, she actually sat up in bed and opened her eyes. And the time that he said, give her something to eat. Between that time and the point where he said, I'll come to your house. It was a long, long time as far as Jairus was concerned. When I was reading this text a moment ago, I read how Jairus came to Jesus. How he told Jesus about his daughter and how she was about to die. And he asked Jesus to come to his house. And I read a little faster when we got to the woman with the issue of blood. I read because, because she wasn't the main part of this story. And so I just sped right through that part of the text. And to us, it went pretty fast. And a woman had an issue of blood 12 years, which had spent all her living on physicians. Neither could be healed of any came behind him and touched the border of his garment immediately. Her issue was healed. But to Jairus, it was a lot slower than that. For Jairus, these moments seemed like eternity because his little girl was at the point of death. I have a word for somebody in this place this morning. God is not going to leave you in the middle of your miracle. God is not going to leave you in the middle of your miracle. He knows where you are. He knows how long you've been there. He knows just how you feel. 
He knows just what you need. And faithful is He who has promised. Don't stop believing whatever you do. I don't care if it's something the doctor has pointed his finger at you and said, you will not get over this. Don't stop believing. I don't care if the devil has told you your child will never be saved. Whatever you do, don't stop believing. Don't give up on God. 1.7 million is nothing for God. I know it seems like such a great amount for this church and this local assembly because perhaps you've not seen that before in this church. But I tell you, whatever you do, it's not just going to get easier because the devil knows if you get a building of your own, what's going to happen. So he's going to do everything he can. He's going to try to hit you personally. He's going to try to hit you corporately. He's going to try to move through the city and move through all the realtors. But I tell you, that's just a sign that God's doing something miraculous. Whatever you do. If it's something you can do, you don't need God. Hallelujah. Don't stop believing. Don't stop believing that God is going to fill this building. Multiply times over. Don't stop believing that God's going to not going to fill the next building. Don't stop believing. Amen. For one miracle after another. We often focus our attention in the last days on the darkness that's going to be in the heavens and in the earth. And this, dark, this world's getting awful dark, by the way. We talk about the moon changing in, into the color of blood. We speak this prophecy in the scripture, Matthew 24. We talk about the sun being darkened by nuclear fallout. But there's another darkness that scripture talks about. It tells us this world is going to get so dark with such evil and wickedness in these last days. Good will be interpreted as evil, and evil will be interpreted as good. And we're seeing that in our world right now. Politics, division, social injustice, hatred, bias, darkness, darkness, darkness. And if we aren't careful, the darkness will invade our spirit, and it will steal our faith and our hope that God could ever do anything in our world. But my Bible tells me something in these last days in Joel chapter 2 and in Acts chapter 2. That in the last days, saith God, he didn't even talk about the dark places. He didn't talk about how bad it's going to get. He said, let me tell you what God's focused on. God said, in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Everybody who wants the Holy Ghost, he said, I'll fill you with my spirit. You're going to speak in a heavenly language as I fill you with the Holy Ghost. Amen. The prophet tells us that during the darkest hour, we're going to see the greatest power. Do you realize more people are going to be filled with the Holy Ghost in the darkest times than every other generation, any other generation in history has seen or witnessed? You're a part of the greatest hour church. Praise God. Right now it's so easy. We just lift our hands. We posture our faith. 
and the Holy Ghost moves so powerfully. Right now, it's so easy. It's so easy to repent. It's so easy to be filled with the Holy Ghost. It's so easy. You know why it's so easy? It's because God's given you a promise that in these last days, I'm going to fill my church. I'm going to pour out of my spirit. It doesn't matter if you're young or you're old. The Bible prophesies power in the name of Jesus in every age group in this church. Praise God. Whatever you do, I don't know how the world's affected you. If you don't watch out, the world will make you numb. You walk into church, you can't even feel the presence of God anymore. You lift hands, but it's not like you're doing a thing. You try to open your mouth and let your voice out, and it's a struggle. Because darkness tries to invade your spirit. Don't let it happen. Whatever you do. Don't stop believing. Praise God. Oh, let me wrap this up today. But I need to tell somebody in this house that God would single you out and he would quarantine you. you. We know what quarantine is now. Stay in your home. You cannot go anywhere. Stay in your corner. Stay in your chair. Stay in your car. We know what quarantine is, and it's meant to cut us off. It's meant to divide us. I'm not using that uh, as some political ploy. I'm just saying that's what it did, whether we liked it or not. Disconnected us from family. I know precious saints of God who could not even be by their spouse on their deathbed in the hospital because of quarantine. Could not even be there at the most precious moments of life and death. This quarantine has made people divided. Has quartered us off. Become loners. It's tried to seep into the church. Try to get you to be non, not, not a person that wants fellowship. I'm a, I'll do my own thing. And if you just want to do your own thing before quarantine... Now you've gotten to a new level of not wanting anybody around you. Let me tell you, that could not be farther from God's will in your life. He wants you to be part of a body. He wants you to be part of a kingdom that you can't even see with your earthly eyes. A kingdom that is strong. It's bright and full of light. A kingdom that where you walk in the miraculous. Amen. You can walk into a grocery store and you're surrounded by angels. You don't see that kingdom. Uh-uh. You see you see the, the effects of the kingdom. Yes. I wish you would look at me real good. I know I'm not much to look at, but do it anyway. Do you know that I should not be here? You know I shouldn't be anywhere near a podium, a pulpit, or a church? Do you know that? I'm messing up your media now. I'm sorry. That's what God will do when he gets in church. He messes things up. Get in all our traditions and all of our little idiosyncrasies. I knew there was a word out there. Don't play Scrabble with me. I shouldn't be here. Do you know when I was a kid, when I was just a little boy, my, my father was a full-blown alcoholic. And I'm talking about I rarely saw him, rarely saw him sober. Nicest guy you would ever want to meet when he was sober. 
but I rarely saw him sober. When he was drunk, he was a mean man. I've watched, I've watched him pick up furniture and throw it outside, tear the walls. I've watched him fight with my family members. I've watched him rolling in the floor with my, with my family members, trying to get him under control, fighting and cursing. And it, it's not all his fault. You see, his father was a full-blown alcoholic. And his grandfather was an alcoholic. All of his brothers, he had a lot of them, all of them alcoholics. All the Weber men, alcoholics. I was next in line. That I could not break that curse. That was a curse in my family. Every male Weber was an alcoholic. They had been through multiple marriages. They, they had they were gone through job after job, couldn't hold jobs. That was my family. But I had a praying mama. I had a mama in church. I had a mama that was apostolic, Pentecostal, spoke in tongues, a prayer warrior mama. And her, she decided my kids are coming to church with me. And I remember she'd line us up and we'd all get in the car and I'd be usually the last one to get ready. And I'd be going out the door and, and my daddy would be watching television on Sunday morning. And I'd say, I, I think I want to stay home with daddy because... She wasn't going to fight daddy about it. She was just going to let me make up my mind. But she would say this. She would say, well, I hope the Lord doesn't come back while you're watching TV here today. And I'd be thinking about that. And I'd say, hold on, I'll be right there. And I went to church. Ten years of age, I was down at an old Pentecostal altar. They had an altar. It was a bench. It was covered with red carpet. I'll never forget wrapping my arms around that bench and praying, God, forgive me. At 10 years old, what do, you, what do you get forgiveness for? But I realized that I was born a sinner. You don't just, you're not born right and then go wrong. This sin is inherited sin. It's the, Adam, uh, the Adamic nature from Adam. And you get that sin when you're born. You're born into sin. You're shaped by sin. This thing, is, this, this thing is in you when you're born. And when you grow up, unless you come out of that sin through repentance and baptism in Jesus' name, and you get full of the Holy Ghost, you're under the curse of sin. And that's where I was. But at 10 years of age, I repented of my sin. And I prayed for nearly an hour. And God filled me with the Holy Ghost. I spoke in a language I never spoke before. Now, I can fool a lot of adults, but let me tell you, you can't fool a child. A child see right through you. A child knows if you love them. A child knows if you don't love them. And let me tell you, you couldn't fool this 10-year-old. God filled me with the Holy Ghost. And uh, just a few years ago, one of my father's last siblings alive was, was a sister. Her name was Adeline. We went to her funeral in Texas. She was the last sibling of the Weber household. And so I was there at the, uh, the, the cemetery, the burial, and there were a bunch of Webbers. I'd never seen most of these people, cousins and people I didn't even know. And one, one, of the, one man came up to me and says, well, who are you? I said, I'm Daryl Weber. I'm Jack's son. And he says, well, what do you do? I said, well, I'm a minister. And his jaw dropped. A minister? I said, yes, sir. And he took a step back and he cupped his hands. 
And there were about 75 people in that, in that cemetery at the Weber funeral. And he cupped his hands and he says, hey, everybody, a Weber made it. A Weber made it. And I went back and I checked. The only difference between me and my father and me and my grandfather and me and my great-grandfather and me and all my uncles, the only difference was the Holy Ghost. I'm the only one in my family that received the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues in the Weber men. Let me tell you, the Holy Ghost will break the curse. The Holy Ghost will break the curse. I don't know what you need. I don't know what you're facing. But the Holy Ghost will break the curse in your life. Maybe you're being tugged and pulled down in the wrong direction. You don't know what to do. Your daddy might have beat his wife, and so you have a trouble beating your wife. Your, your mother might have been an alcoholic or used drugs, and you don't have an issue with that because it just comes naturally to you. I'm telling you this morning, you can break out of that. You can break the curse. You can break the curse of sin. God can fill you with His Spirit. And life has its way of causing you to feel like you can't have any way out. Like there is no hope and no help and no answer. But I've come to tell you from the word of the Lord, whatever you do, don't stop believing. Don't stop believing. What a powerful presence of God I feel in this house. I don't know if you need something physically from the Holy Ghost right now. There might be some circumstance you're facing, some overwhelming issue in your life. It might be on the job. It might be in your home. It might be in your health. But whatever you do, if you will believe today, there is a power resident in this house that is above and beyond anything we could ever understand. But His love for you and His grace and mercy available to you, amen, is more prevalent and more powerful than anything you're facing. And in your soul, if you're not right with the Lord, if there's unforgiven sin in your heart, this morning you need to go ahead and give that to God. You need to say, Lord, I put my faith in you. I I don't understand the process, Lord. I don't understand how you can do this. I don't understand that if I just honestly and openly tell you I'm sorry and that I'll turn from these things and walk toward you and live for you, that you will forgive all of my sin and you'll fill me with your spirit. I just don't understand that. How can a God who fills all time and space in this universe, how can that God live inside of me? Let me tell you, we don't all understand that in this place, but I do know I have experienced it. I do know that men and women around us in this room have experienced the infilling of the Holy Ghost. And whatever we do in this place, we would be foolish to walk out of this house being in the presence of Almighty God. And like Jairus began to think that it's too late and began to walk away. But Jesus has a word for you. Whatever you do, sir, whatever you do, ma'am, don't stop believing. Don't stop believing for the Holy Ghost. Don't stop believing for healing. Don't stop believing for divine direction in your life. Don't stop believing for the healing of your broken marriage. Don't stop believing for your lost children. Don't stop believing for your lost family. Whatever you do. I 
I feel faith so high in this room right now that if somebody will stand up and proclaim it, God's going to supply it right now. You don't have to stand up, but if you need a miracle, you need to stand up. If you need a miracle right now, proclaim it. I don't care. I don't even know most of you. I don't know if you're a member or a guest, so I, I'm, I'm just speaking blindly here. But you don't have to be a member here to receive something from God. Jairus was a member of another church when he came to Jesus. In fact, he taught things that Jesus didn't even teach. He taught you can't be resurrected from the dead. But Jesus says, oh, yes, you can. But when it came down to it, Jesus was all he needed. And Jesus was everything he wanted. I don't know if you're Methodist, Presbyterian, Baptist, Episcopalian. It doesn't matter if you're Buddhist or Hindu. What we all need is Jesus. There's nobody like Him. There is a power in His name. And if you begin to cry out to Him, there is nothing He cannot do. Ah, in the name of Jesus. If you need something, why don't you move a little closer? Why don't you get around this front right here and bring your faith. Bring your faith and say, God, I'm, I'm believing for a miracle right now. I'm believing for a miracle. I'm believing for a miracle. First, Lord, cleanse my heart. Cleanse my mind. Cleanse my soul. Anything in me that's not right. Whatever I've said that's not right. Whatever I've done that's not right. Wherever I've been that's not right. In the name of Jesus, cleanse my heart. Forgive me, Lord. Oh, cover me with your forgiving power. Cover me with your forgiving power, Jesus. Oh, I repent. I think everybody in this room right now, we ought to repent together. Forgive me, Jesus. Forgive me. We'll all have different testimonies of forgiveness. God, forgive me of smoking. Forgive me of drinking. Forgive me of gossip. Forgive me of unbelief. Forgive me of walking in places I shouldn't walk. Forgive me of saying things I shouldn't have said. Forgive me for neglecting prayer. Forgive me, Lord, for not reading the Word of God. Forgive me. Forgive me, God, for not being faithful to You. Forgive me. Forgive me for not doing what I ought to do. For not being who you've called me to be. Forgive me. Forgive me, Lord. I'm changing that today. I'm making a stand today. That I'm not going the way of the world. I'm not going to get caught up with the trends of darkness in this life that we're living. But, oh, Lord, I'm trusting you. I'm putting my faith in you. I'm believing in you. I'm moving toward you. You've got a destiny for me. You've got a plan for my life. You have already mapped out the plan for me. I'm stepping into my destiny today. I'm believing, God. I believe I don't want anything to stop me. I will not let anything stand between me and you, Lord. Oh, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I need you. I need you. If you just honestly ask God to forgive you, if you just honestly did that, the Bible said He is faithful and just to forgive you. He did it. He forgave you. Now, why don't you go to Him with faith and ask of Him. Let Him fill you with His Spirit. Let Him pour out His Spirit in your life right now. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, 
you, Jesus. I love you. I need you. I pray for healing power in this room right now. In the name of Jesus. Some of you have need of healing in your mind. Healing in your emotions. In the name of Jesus. Right now, Lord, you're the healer. your body. In the name of Jesus, I come against sickness and disease. And we right now believe that as we touch you with our faith, healing will flow through our lives. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If you'll praise Him, He'll fill you. If you'll praise Him, He'll fill you with His Spirit. If you'll believe you can receive today, don't let anything stop you. Don't let anything intimidate you. Have faith in Him. And don't stop believing this morning. Come on, give Him your faith. Give Him your trust. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Go ahead and begin to see your healing coming. Begin to see your deliverance. Begin to see you filled with the Holy Ghost. Begin to see yourself speaking in other tongues. I see it. I believe it. I receive it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, let it break the curse in your life. Let it break the curse in your life. Let it break the curse in your family. Sit down for generations. You don't have to do what your parents did. You don't have to be bound by the same thing those who came before you were bound with. Let Jesus set you free. Let Jesus set you free. In the name of Jesus. Ah. 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 Come on, just let your voice out. spirit, my soul, my faith. I trust you. I trust you, Jesus. Oh, wonderful Lord. You're the king of all kings. And I worship you. 
I worship you. I feel his hand on some people in this room right now. I feel his hand on somebody right now. He's ministering to you. We've got time. We've got time for you to just feel his presence. We've got time for you to hear his voice. We've got time right now. That's it in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lamb of God. Oh, Lamb of God. Feel us. Move in us. Walk in our lives. Work in us. Jesus. 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 Precious Lord Jesus. If it's proper, would you just lay the hand on your neighbor and would you pray a prayer of faith? Most of you are sitting by friends and family. Just say a word of prayer for them right now. Would you do that? You may not know what to pray. Just pray what you feel. God knows. You might not know what they need, but God knows. Just release faith. God, whatever they need today. God, whatever they're facing. God, whatever they're walking through today. God, supply every need. Supply the strength. Grow their faith and trust in you. Help them, Lord, to have a greater faith to know you and get closer to you than they've ever been. Oh, Lamb of God. Oh, precious Jesus. How we love you. I pray it in the name of Jesus. In that powerful name. In that powerful, holy, and wonderful name. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
There's a sweet presence of the Lord that's here right now. There's a sweet presence of the Lord that is here right now. Will you let him have his way? Will you let him have his way? Will you commit your ways to him? Will you say right now, God, I commit my ways to you. I surrender my will to you, Lord. I just want you to have your way and do whatever you want to do in my life, Lord God. Oh, Father, I commit to obey and honor you today, Lord God, and going forward. Lord, I want to be what you called me to be. I want to be what you designed me to do. Be. I want to do what you have chosen me to do, Lord. Will you have your way today? Oh, somebody claim the will of God for your life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We adore you. We adore you. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You are so faithful, Lord. You're so faithful. You're so great. You're so wonderful. You're so kind. There is none like you, Jesus. There is none like you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, we thank you today. We thank you today, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Somebody love Jesus right now. Just love him. Just love him. Just love him. Oh, yes. Great is his faithfulness. We will not stop believing. We will not stop believing. For God, his promises are yay and amen. And we declare them today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. If there's anyone here today, you've never given your life to the Lord by making a commitment to be baptized in his name, to have all your sins washed away. If you've never done that and you want to do so, I want you to raise your hand and say, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be baptized in Jesus' name. We've got one to be baptized in Jesus' name. Is there another that said, I want to be baptized in Jesus' name? Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Is there anyone else in the house of the Lord today? If you've never been baptized in the wonderful name, taking on his name, taking on his name through baptism. I know that some other religious groups baptize in titles of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. But no one has ever been baptized that way in the Bible. And so if you've been baptized that way and you need, you need to be rebaptized and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. The name that's above every name. Is there another today before we close out our service? You've never been baptized. Hallelujah. Let's stand together. Oh, we love you. We love you. We love you. How great thou art. How great thou art. Oh, God is great, church. God is great and greatly to be praised. I love him. I love him. I love him. Oh, hallelujah. God, you're great and greatly to be praised. 
someone from my baptismal committee. Let's pray for Nina one more time. Father, in the name of Jesus, our first time you brought her here, Lord God. And Lord God, your presence, oh God, was upon her today. And Lord, she has surrendered her life to you. And oh God, we ask that you will guide her and lead her. And that God, all that you have in store for her, oh God, she will be faithful enough to see those things to fulfillment. I pray that you will keep her, that you'll keep your hand upon her. As she surrender her life to you today, Lord God, I pray your will be done. Oh, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, something has happened in church. Something has happened in the house of the Lord this morning. Father, we love you. Oh, how can we say thanks? It just don't seem enough. Thanks just doesn't seem to do it sometimes, Lord, because what you do and how you do it, Lord God, you deserve not just thanks, but our worship, our praise. Oh, God, we bow down before you. And we just want to adore you, Lord God, and let you know how much we appreciate you. We are your people who are called by your name. Will you have your way, Lord God, today in our heart and our thoughts? That this day, Lord God, will bring about great change within our spirit, Lord God. And that, God, we will walk in total belief. Never stop believing. But, God, that we will trust in you and be faithful to you. I thank you for your word today and your presence, Lord God. I thank you. I pray, Almighty God, for Pastor Weber. Sister Weber, let your hand be upon them continuously. And what you have placed inside of them, they will continue, Lord God, to bring forth. I pray a refreshing, a renewing, a, oh God, an anointing, Lord God, like never before, to flow in their life, Lord God. And I pray that you will use them in a mighty, miraculous way as you've already been doing, Lord God. Continue to work in their life. Continue to use them to be a blessing, Lord God. And I pray your provision and your blessing in their life. As we go from this place, will you keep us in your love? Will you keep us, oh God, and guide us? We look to you with all the praises and honors we give unto you. We pray in Jesus' name. Somebody say, in Jesus' name. We thank all of our guests today for coming to be with us. Please, whatever we can do, we're here for you. We love you. Have a wonderful afternoon, and may God be with you. Don't forget, if you'd like a snack, beef fatties are over here. Enjoy yourself. Have a great day. Love you.
Did I? 